thank you for listening to the weekly message at First Baptist Church in Bushland, Texas. Are you ready? It's a big question. Are you ready? You're going to hear me say that a lot today. Because there's a common theme among spirit-filled churches, and you can hear it. God is doing some things. God is up to something. Man, he's up to something. Some of you in here are feeling that. Felt it last week. You're feeling it this morning. God is doing something. It's a new thing. He hasn't done it before. We're going to talk today about how not to miss that. How to be in on that. How to not be spectators. Not to hear somebody else's play-by-play. But to be in on it. Are you ready? You guys like going to the optometrist? It's one of my least favorite places right behind a dentist. I'm sorry if I don't mean to say that about dentists, but it's not my popular place. Ever since September, I turned 50 years old, and I'm telling you right now there's a conspiracy going on in restaurants in Amarillo. They have now printed their menus in a font that's a lot smaller than it was before. I promise. It's not me. It can't be me, man. I feel good. I, I don't feel 50. But I'm telling you, man, I'm struggling at restaurants. If I didn't have, mem- if I didn't have Logan's in Calico County memorized, I don't know what I would do. And my, my sweet children for Christmas got me a backpack, a new backpack, got all my goodies in there. And, and part of the wardrobe of that backpack is some uh, magnifying glasses for Dad. <laughs> I took that with love. But I'm telling you, vision charts and vision tests, I want you, I want you to look at one. You're ahead of me. There you go. You remember that? Mr. Partner, can you read the line number four? Yes, I can. Can you read line number five? Can you read number six? Without the help of these, I can't read what I used to read. Can I just tell you something? That these eyes have limitations. Anybody feel my pain? Anybody's menu's getting smaller? Man, they hand me my receipt. I can't tell if that's an eight or a three. Is that a nine or a four? Is that a one or a seven? Lord help. I got to have help to put the right tip. I mean, I love my waitress, but 20 for a $9 meal is a little much, you know, so I got to make sure I tip correctly. And so I need help. I need assistance. My physical eyes have limitations. See, here's what's happening today. God is moving. God is moving. But if you look with the wrong set of eyes, you will not see it. Anybody hearing me? If you look, my friend, with the wrong set of eyes, you're going to miss God. You're going to miss what he's doing in your house. You're going to miss what he's doing in your marriage. You're going to miss what he's doing in your kids' lives. You're going to miss it. There's some folks that have moved into your neighborhood 
just for 2016. There is. Your work location has been rearranged for a purpose. Your kids' teachers have been chosen for a reason. They need them, and they need your kids. God's got you right where he wants you. He's doing things in midst of you, in front of you, all around you. And folks, I have been sitting with my physical eyes and not see it because my physical eyes have limitations. I wish I could tell you they didn't, but folks, the older you get, you'll realize that they need assistance. There's a set of eyes that God gave you that does not need any assistance whatsoever. And I want you to turn in the scripture and we're going to see this. I want you to turn to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. I want you to look at verse 17. I keep asking, Ephesians 1, 17. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you, give me, the spirit of wisdom and of revelation so that you and me may know him better. Look at 18. And I pray also, that the eyes of your heart, my heart, may be enlightened, may be opened in order that I, that you may know the hope to which he has called you to the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and to his incomparable great power for us who believe. Listen to me, church. Until you understand that you've got to open up the eyes of your heart in order to see God. We sing a song, open the eyes of my heart, open the eyes of my heart, open the eyes of my heart that I may see you. My friends, listen to me. If you're looking with your physical eyes to see the things of God, you're going to miss them. You've got to see with the eyes of your heart in order to see what God is doing in your midst. Are you ready? I'm asking you, are you ready? Are you ready? We turned the calendar year to 2016. We made a bunch of goals and we made dreams and we have all kind of great things we want to do, but I'm going to tell you something. Some of those things that are connected to God, if our heart eyes aren't turned on, We're going to miss them, no matter how hard we try. You're telling me you can't see the things of God with your eyes? I'm telling you, you can miss the things of God with your eyes. I'm telling you, you can't see them. The likelihood of you seeing what you need to see is greatly reduced. What set of eyes are you using today? You ever sit in a worship center? And the spirit of God falls, and you sit there going, what's all that about? What's all that about? I don't, I don't, I don't see anything. 
I don't feel anything. Is there something wrong? I'm not saying there's something wrong with you, but I am saying sometimes you might want to close these and open this, and you will see it. You ever sit in worship and say, God, close my eyes because I don't want to see the things that the enemy wants me to see. And open the eyes of my heart that I might see you in all your glory. High and lifted up. High and lifted up, my friend. I want you to listen to this statement. Guys, pop that up for me. I'm not seeing the things as they are. I'm seeing things as I am. You need to let that you need to let that land a little bit. I'm not seeing things as they are. I'm seeing things as I am. Has that ever happened to you? You can't see that because of you. I can't see I can't see God moving because in me my faith is so limited I can't see it. Out of my disobedience, I can't see God's obedience in his people. My God's so limited, not because God's limited, but because I'm limited. And I'm seeing God like I see me. Where I am right now is the limitations of God. See, we need to stop putting limitations on a God who has no limits. Come on. We got to stop putting limits on a God that has no limits. See, I put limits on God because I have limits on Jeff. I have limits to my physical eyes. That's why I can't see things of God. I'm looking with the wrong eyes. You say, well, that really happened to you? Oh, oh, yes, sir, it did. I'm a stuttering, non-speaking, can't spell a lick second grader. And I did it again. And I kept stuttering to the fifth grade. And then right in the middle of my college experience, when everybody around me saw it, I did not. Man, I think God has his hand on you to preach. I think God has his hand on you for ministry. Dude, my granddaddy wasn't a preacher. My daddy wasn't a preacher. My brother's not a preacher. What do you mean? Now, I think God's got his hand on you. Everybody that was walking in the Spirit saw it but me. Why? Because I limited God. Because I limited me. Man, listen to me. Man does not qualify you. God qualifies you. You've got to stop putting limitations on a God that has no limits. Amen. You've got to stop. Churches do that. God can't do that. The world's kicking our teeth in. With that attitude, he's going to continue to kick your teeth in. We've got to stop limiting God. See, listen to me. God, I don't need God to do the possible. But I need a God for the impossible. Amen? 
I need God for the impossible. Man, it is impossible for me to be where I am today. Impossible in man's eyes. Ask any of those elementary teachers. Jeff Parner's a pastor and has been for 27 years. Now, you, I'm, no, 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 no. I thought you said Jeff Ponder was a pastor. That's what I said. That's what I said. Listen to me. He takes what you don't have and does impossible with it. See, too many of us are sitting down right now saying, God can't. Now, you're not going to testify you're saying that, but you're saying it. God can't. You know why? Because you're seeing God the way you see yourself. That's how you see yourself. I can't, so God can't. (laughs) He loves things that can't, because then he can. And nobody gets the glory but the great I am. So you can't say, oh, God, I know you're lucky to have me, because, man, I can speak, mm, and I can interpret Scripture, and I can draw a crowd and tell a story, and I'm so funny. Aren't you glad you got me? Hmm. You keep that up, he won't have you much longer. Because you're about to go to the tool shed with the king, and that's not a fun experience. Come on. Hey, he who exalts himself will be humbled. But he who humbles himself will be exalted. A church as well. A church as well. See, I don't need God for the possible. I can do the possible. I need a God for the impossible. I need God for the impossible. I ask you again, are you ready? Are you ready for what he has in store for you? I'm going to tell you something. 2016 at this church is going to be a ride like you've never been on. If you can't feel the ground swell, you need a new feeler. Okay? I'm going to tell you God is up to something. He is stirring hearts, man. He's moving people, even now. And I'm telling you, the best of God and the best of this church is yet to come. And I'm going to tell you, you need to get yourself ready so you're in on that. Don't be a spectator to that. Don't be. It feels a lot different when you play and win than when you watch and win. Come on. It it just feels better. It just feels better. Amen. It just feels better. I want you to flip in your scripture. <clears throat> I want you to go to Joshua's gospel. Ooh. Joshua 3. Look at verse 5. Joshua 3, 5. Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Mm. Consecrate yourself today. For tomorrow God will do amazing things in you. To make or declare for sacred or divine purpose, to dedicate, to set apart. Consecrate yourself today, church, for tomorrow 
He will do amazing things in you. See, too many of us listen to a message uh, Friday. Melissa and I did. And, and I got chills because I've already had these in my notes. And when she said them, I was like, oh, my goodness gracious. God is speaking the same language to a whole lot of spirit-filled people. See, too many of us, man, we're waiting on then for our den to come. When my kids get out of the house, then I'll do it. When I get this job promotion or when this income comes, uh, when, I then, when I have more time, then I'll. When my wife's on board, when my husband's on board, then, then, then we're going to. We're going to, listen to me, your then can't happen without your now. Do you hear me? What, what are you waiting for? If the Spirit of God is falling and the Spirit of God is speaking and the Spirit of God is moving you, why give God then? Why not give him now? Well, Jeff, it doesn't make sense right now. It doesn't make the plan. We got a plan. It doesn't fit the plan. It messes up the plan. I got a plan. I don't do well when I don't have a plan. But when all this other stuff is ready, then I'm going to, then I'm going to, then I'm going to, then I'm going to, then I'm going to. Listen to me, church. The Spirit of God is moving now. You know he's moving you now. Quit giving him excuses while you're not doing what you know he wants you to do. You postpone your then, and your now may never be there. Somebody, that's for somebody. I don't know who it is. Because somebody is saying, well, God's going to speak like this five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years later, and then I'll do it. God may not speak then like that. He may have given up on you. He's going to do what he's going to do. He's just going to find someone else to be in on it. You missed your chance. Now you can sit in the stands. Yeah, you can cheer, but it doesn't feel the same. It just doesn't feel the same. How many daddies said, when I get to this place with God, then I'm going to teach my son this principle. I'm going to sit down and have a date with my daughter then. I'm going to tell her about that. Dad, you know you've heard from God multiple times on that. And you need to quit postponing your then. And you need to meet God now. I know it may be earlier than you planned. <laughs> but your limitations on God is the limitations you have on yourself. You say, well, I don't know what to do now. Oh, yeah, you do. You, you occupy the now, and God will speak through you. But if you're in, not in the now, he can't speak to you. Because if you're hanging out in the den, he can't speak to you now. See, I told God, God, I play baseball. I take my gift that you gave me, and I throw fastballs. And see, if I can play pro ball, God, here's the deal I want to make with you. I'll take a pen. I'm going to write scripture on the ball. 
Joshua 29, 11, all that stuff, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and I'll sign my name and give it to a kid, and it'll change his life. God said, Jeff, that's real sweet. That's nice of you to give me half of you, and I really appreciate that, and that's nice. But I didn't die halfway on a cross for you, my friend, and I didn't give half my son for you. I gave all my son for you. And you need to lay your life down and surrender to me. And I know it doesn't make sense. And I know you don't understand what I'm about to do. And I know you're scared to death. And I know you don't have a blueprint from your grandfather or a blueprint from your dad or a blueprint from your brother. But hey, you got a blueprint from me. Listen to me, friends. Consecrate yourself today. For tomorrow, he's going to do great and amazing things in you. I told my staff Monday that the word for 2016 is change. It's change. It is said that nobody likes change but a dirty baby. Mm. I met some babies. I'm not sure they like change. I'm good. I'm good, dirty. Change to make or become different. Here's what's real cool. Sending them of change is transformation. <laughs> it's transformation. Romans 12, 2 says this. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, and then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing and perfect will. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. You will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You will transform your renewing of your mind of, oh, I, I see things out there as I'm looking at them, but not, I'm, I'm seeing them as I am. I'm putting limitations on God because I have limitations on me. I've got to take my limitations off a God who has no limits. I'm settling from the possible, and I'm not believing God for the impossible. And that's why I can't get in on his good and pleasing and perfect will. Because I need transformed. My mind does bad. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready for a move of God like you've never seen in your life? Are you ready in your house? Are you ready in your marriage? Are you ready where you're at? Are you ready in the church? My friends, listen to me. If you look with these eyes right here, you're going to miss him. You've got to look with the eyes of your heart. Who have no limits. We're going to move to a time of invitation. Here's what I want to tell you, church. Time of invitation is simply some ministry time. I'm talking to a whole lot of people that are just like Jeff Ponder, who put limitations on God based on the limitations they put on themselves who believe God for the possible, 
But see, the possible is not a big deal because you, can, you and I can do the possible. But are you believing God for the impossible? See, I think it's high time that believers begin to believe. <laughs> I think it's high time. I, ti- I think the time is now, my friend, for the believers to begin to believe. You may have called yourself a believer, but really never believe. Do you believe God for the impossible? Do you believe God for the things he wants to do that are limitless in your life? During this invitation time, during this ministry time, my prayer for you is that you will move and put yourself in a position to be ready for God. That you will quit limiting God because your physical eyes has limitations and you will open the eyes of your heart who have no limitations and begin to believe in a God who has no limits, my friend. Believe God for the impossible. Your marriage is not too far gone. It's not. It's not. It's not impossible for God. It's not. During this invitation time, you come. You come. This time is for you. Don't leave without doing business with God and making sure that you are ready for what God has for you in 16. Let's pray together. Father, we love you. We thank you. And during this invitation time, Father, during this time where we're called to be obedient to that which you have said to us, God, I pray you move us. God, we tried to make commitment to you where we stand. We've tried that. We've done that in 14. We did that in 15. We're still the same in 16. God, I pray you move us. Make us uncomfortable. Make us, make us, Father, believers in the impossible. Quit limiting a limitless God by how we see ourselves. Because, God, you're a God that has no limits. God, if you're calling us now, may we respond to the now and quit postponing you to the then. God, come now. Come now. Come now. Father, move us now as we stand for your glory. And don't dismiss us from this place until you say you're done. In Christ's name, amen. Stand.